0: Welcome to Tech-Driven Business, brought to you by Innovative Solution Partners. I'm honored to welcome our dear friend and colleague, Bill Newman of SAP. Bill and I dive into the most integral part of any business, its workforce. He will highlight challenges being faced by organizations of all sizes and actions you can take today to ensure that you're ready for the next generation of workforce in your business.
1: Hello. Joining me today is Bill Newman, who serves as the Industry Executive Advisor Chief for the Automotive Customer Innovation Office at SAP North America. Welcome to Tech Driven Business,
2: Bill. Hey, thanks, Mustan, sir. Nice to be with you. Thanks again for having me. It's awesome to have you on my show. So, Bill, please share a little bit about
1: yourself with our listeners, so you know at least they have a, a some kind of background about
2: who you are, what have you been doing? Um. Yeah, happy to. So uh, Bill Newman, 35 years in manufacturing, planes, trains, automobiles. Uh, most people may not know that I actually started off as an airplane guy working on the B-2 stealth bomber at, back in the day when it was a top secret program and we couldn't speak on what we made. We had to say we made a paycheck every week and kindly change topic or run away. Um, I've been in Detroit now for about 25 years, uh, raised a wonderful family here, Um, been with SAP, been a a customer, was with Volkswagen, been a customer, a partner at several different large system integrators, uh, including KPMG and um, uh, Booz Allen, Um, been part of SAP's organization now for going into my eighth year. Have had the pleasure of working together with you, Mustans, here at uh, our ASUG user group meeting. So it's really great to uh, kind of have this uh, homecoming uh, uh, time with you today.
0: For this first part, I like to zoom in into
1: this topic around the next generation of workforce. Uh, how does
2: that sound to you? No, it sounds great. It's uh, it's definitely a a very a very vibrant uh, very vibrant topic.
1: Absolutely. Absolutely. So uh, let me start with this. You know, as we are treading through 2021, what changes are you seeing in the workforce? Um, And I like to zoom into the question more, you know, uh, especially uh, from an experience, you know, mentors and leaders, uh, they have been leaving the workforce and what kind of effect do you see on the overall uh, from that perspective? Can you please dive into that?
2: Yeah, for sure. There's a lot to cover there. So if we go back into the wayback machine, even before COVID times, you know, we were seeing some pretty significant talent pull into uh, lots of different industries. Um, you know, basically all of the all of the more, I guess, uh, interesting industries like high tech and number of the startups. So there, the 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 talent pool was getting pulled in lots of different directions. Um, you, know, you can sit back and you can think about the five generations in the workforce, right? So you got the baby boomers, you got the baby busters, um, also known as Gen X, you got Gen Y, you got the millennials and now the Gen Zers. And even before COVID, we were dealing with you know pockets of expertise that were needed where, like for example, in tooling in the automotive industry, back in 2018, the Center of Automotive Research did a basically a uh, shot up a flare and said, we have a problem here because the average age of the tool and die maker is above 55. Well, mm-hmm. that yeah. that's pretty telling, you know, and, and even though we're moving to advanced manufacturing techniques, you know, it was just a thing, you know, didn't want to go into dad's business or didn't want to follow in this, you know, kind of uh, more traditional way of making things. Um, so, different companies had to do things like uh, deep mentorship programs, um, kind of the uh, you know for for people who were on kind of that executive or a high potential curve, you know, take a six to twelve month shift to learn these these techniques, so that the the body of knowledge was still you know kept within the organization. Well, now that we've gone into COVID, you know, a lot of the top level of our workforce many of whom were kind of hanging around for one or two more years. They've just decided that this is enough. There's maybe too much technology for them to deal with. I mean, we're hosting this show and we're we're using a technology platform. And, you know, listeners might not know that we can actually see each other. But for people who are, you know, very senior, senior in their uh, work experience, this is a whole new deal for them. So that was a big culture shift for them. Many of them had had illness issues themselves uh, or illness with their families. And they just said, enough's enough. I've, I've got enough money to retire, and I'm just gonna punch out. So we've seen quite a significant flood, drain of of talent in the top kind of that top two over fifty and fifty-five and older bracket of workers, uh, particularly in tech and manufacturing and uh that's really crucial to to train coach mentor um all of the folks that are particularly in the millennial workforce that are now holding positions of authority and leadership in a number of different industries and and many different companies big and small right from from corporate to uh to uh, family-held businesses
1: Absolutely. And I think uh, what I'm hearing from you is uh, with COVID, the whole process has accelerated at a a much higher pace than before that. So it seems like um, there's less time available and less talent available at the same time. So how do you manage that gap? Uh, That seems to be a a big, big challenge uh, for the workforce, uh, especially for the next generations. So, I mean, that that kind of takes me into my next uh, conversation, you know. Uh, especially when you are dealing with organizations uh, where you have big management teams um, and from their perspective, and even if you take it down a notch and look at uh, small and medium-sized businesses uh, from an owner's perspective or from a management perspective, what kind of impact does this shift has and what what do you think um, they will need to do to kind of uh, counter that?
2: Well, it, it's a, it's a really interesting question. So I was, I was on a podcast not too long ago and we were saying, you know, now is a really good time for, uh, family held businesses to have, you know, those, those parents to have conversations with their adult children to figure out, you know, whether or not they would be interested to, to, to take on the next generation of the business. Cause it's, you know, it's, there's just so many challenges right now from supply to labor, um, you know, all the things that everybody reads about that we're we're also covering here. Uh, I also think that, frankly, there's just a lot of people that are either promoted into leadership positions, ownership positions for privately held companies um, who, who just aren't interested in doing that. Um, I've recently learned of a uh, high-tech learning company who's, whose owners just decided that they're going to throw in the towel. And uh, much like some of the manufacturing suppliers we see, you know, they're great companies, but they either run out of capital or they run out of leadership and just need that infusion of either cash equity or new new thinking, fresh blood, to to take them to the next step. And with this kind of cliff fall off of uh, talent leaving the workforce that we've seen, like you say, accelerated over the last one or two years, makes it a really critical time, uh, not just for small to medium companies and Family-held businesses, but also for large corporations as well. Absolutely, I think that
1: this seems like this trend doesn't seem to to leave a certain mark on small, medium, or any size business. It's just cutting across industries, cutting across, uh, you know, geographical locations, for that matter. So, uh, seems like a, a much bigger issue than initially people were kind of narrowing it down to a certain industry and saying maybe they have uh, an issue in that particular uh, workspace. But it seems like the way you are talking through this conversation, I mean, uh, all kind of folks are having these same questions on how to manage that next generation, basically, and how to keep that continuity of business, uh, especially in this time where Things are getting back to normal, as we all know, you know, what that new normal looks like and um, how do you make it going forward, especially when you're running a, a business and you want to make it, you know, a, as profitable as far as, as it could be and as viable as it could be. So uh, let me ask you this, you know, from the podcast perspective, one of the things that we like to focus in is connecting the dots between people, operations and technology. So, what you have seen based on your experience, what advice would you have for those faced with these uh, challenges in their business?
2: Well, I think I think probably taking the time to understand your employees, um, what their career aspirations are. Um, you know, many millennials have an average of only three to five years. That's that's a long time. That's a long term career for many millennials at a. Particular company, so providing them a very clear um, progression of either different activities or roles that they can have in a particular organization, so that they can learn and and continue to learn at a at a steady clip. But I would also say pulling out all those um, um, all those um, transition um, plans that you know maybe you had uh, before COVID that you just haven't have been too busy to actually look at because you've been so busy trying to get parts or get talent or whatever in the door, you know, the, the back end drain uh, of talent and a uh, time has, has really impacted that. So being able to look at, you know, career management plans, transition plans, you know, what happens when somebody is, I like to say, hits the lotto or drives into a ditch or just decides they're done. Right. <laughs> you know, just as an example, so many supply planners are just, done. And there's just this exodus, mass exodus out of that, uh, that part of the, uh, professional white collar workforce right now, because everybody's just so frustrated and they, you know, they're just, uh, challenged and, uh, you know, impacting their mental health, quite frankly. So they're going to go off and find other things to do. So, you know, really understanding, you know, how to, how to keep your workforce motivated, who they are, what do they want to do, and frankly, it's okay if they just want to spend a couple of years with you. Find the right opportunity for them to learn and grow so that they could either decide they want to stay or be really great ambassadors for you if they decide to go work for a customer, right? We're, you know, as, as we like, as you and I both know, Sarah, That's it's a small world out there, right? So you always, Absolutely. there's an old European expression, you always meet people at least twice in life. And so, you know, building out, kind of taking that view of not being upset when somebody leaves, but, you know, positioning them to be the best they can while they're with you so that they can go and then, you know, be your advocate, be your ambassador, maybe even be a great customer for you in the future. Um, I think that's advice well-heeded.
1: Absolutely. I think that's a great advice, especially, you know. When you talk about changing with the changing times, right? And when you look at the millennials and the new workforce that is in the in the industry, in the or getting into the work stream, you want to make sure that as a business owner, as a management team, you're able to uh, make your process as easy as possible for them to be part of that organization. And you know, like you said, you know, uh, whatever time they spend with you. And if they leave you, they take your name as a name to be reckoned with, you know, and, and that goes a long way. So that's a great advice. Thank you for sharing that. And so being said that, uh, from what you've shared so far, what is one of the, the biggest lessons you learned along the way? You know, do you have something in particular that you like to share?
2: Well, I, I, you know, um, I was asked, I was asked to comment on this um, as part of the LinkedIn advisors program a few years ago. Like, what would you tell your, you know, you at 25, what would you tell you at 25? And I, I, I would give particularly coming out of pandemic, I would say a few things I'd say, um, be much more patient with yourself. So don't, don't, don't let the little things become big things and, and, and take the time that you need to to focus on the big things. Um, I, I would also say that um, physical and mental health are very, very important. Um, take the time to eat, take the time to sleep, take the time to you know do the things that you need to do outside of work to stay balanced. Because if you don't, you're no good to anyone at work. I, I once had a team I was managing and I literally had to say that um, you're taking a break between 12 and twelve forty-five. I don't care if you eat, I prefer you do, but get out, walk around, do something. And if you work past six, we're bringing food in because you're just no good to me. You're making mistakes after the dinner hour. If you're not eating, you know, just simple care, things like that. I would probably also say, you know, kind of looking back, I'd, I'd say, you know, also be patient with other people. You know, particularly coming out of COVID, we don't know what other people have had to go through or what their backstories are. So I think, you know, particularly in some cases, we get so much hyperbolic talk and, you know, um, just voice coming out of media today. Take the time to step back and create kind of your own world of kindness if you can. You know, take the time to be good to yourself as well as to others, kind of like what our parents taught us when we were getting ready to go off to kindergarten, you know, and, and, and try to try to kind of keep that in mind, um, you know, particularly in those tough moments, you know, give everybody that that extra three seconds to clarify and understand their their world may you just have no idea what's going on in their world. Right. Absolutely. And
1: I think that's a great advice and uh, a, a great lessons learned from from things that we, we take it for granted. Right. I, as you said, uh, especially taking care of yourself. And I think it starts with that. And once you have that in place uh, and then you look at others and be gentle, you know, be be someone that who can relate to you or you can relate to their issues. And that goes a long way.
2: So for sure, completely agree.
1: So I think with with that, uh, I think we be coming to our to our end for our first session. Um, it, is, it has been a great conversation, Bill, and I would like to thank you for sharing your thoughts with our listeners. So thank you again, and and, and look to forward
2: to the next one. Thank you. <laughs> Cheers.
0: Thanks for listening to Tech Driven Business, brought to you by Innovative Solution Partners. Bill touched on many key points that any business gets to think about as it applies to the changing workforce. His key takeaway? Think about transition and progression plans for your business to ensure long-term success. We would love to hear from you. Continue the conversation by connecting with me on LinkedIn or Twitter. Learn more about Innovative Solution Partners and schedule a free consultation by visiting isolutionpartners.com. Never miss a podcast by subscribing to our YouTube channel. Information is in the show notes.